One of the most interesting things we do as physicians is deal with patients, pediatric patients, parents of pediatric patients, and deal with a lot of issues perhaps surrounding immunizations, surrounding how well they're doing at school. But what about stress and what about preparing for certain times of the year? It's a very interesting concept. And today we have a guest with us who is going to share some insight. We're very happy to have with us on Primary Care today, Christine Bronstein. She's an entrepreneur, a mom, an author, a philanthropist. She's also an author who writes books about children and about a particular child named Stewie in the Stewie Boom series of children's books. And what we're going to talk about are the holidays and how maybe we can help our patients' children prepare for that. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough. Welcome to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. And right now I'd like to bring on the show, if I could, Christine, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Brian. You obviously bring a lot of personal experience into this, but why write about children and why write about children's experiences and stresses and preparing for things like the holidays? I have three children. Two of them don't transition so well and don't have the easiest time. So the Stewie Boom series really started out as our pediatrician told us to help him with his transition to school, which was pretty bumpy because he's does not like authority, my middle child, I started writing stories for him and they grew into the Stewie Boone series. And what was great is I had the ability to talk to so many professionals. So the books are a picture book in the front for parents and kids to read together and then really simple tips from professionals in the back of the book for parents to help manage through different transitions like school or bedtime or even bigger earth transitions like keeping the world green and then, of course, the stress of the holidays can be just as stressful for adults. And that's a very important point. You're a writer. Your husband is a journalist. You live in the Bay Area. And I know you deal with your children, the struggles of your children, big family, those sorts of things. But it was interesting you talked with the pediatrician who kind of gave you that guidance. I want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, this is a show for primary care physicians. A little bit about your relationship with the pediatrician and the guidance that maybe we can provide families that sometimes we don't know the impact we have. Yeah, absolutely. We have a great relationship with our pediatrician and we talk to them about everything. So I think the one thing I was really glad about is because we had so much open communication that I thought to even bring up some behavioral things that were going on that we were happening around the transition to school. Even though they weren't huge, even though they didn't have a medical piece to them, I did feel like it was causing stress or that there were maybe some things I wasn't doing right as a parent. And the pediatrician was actually very helpful in providing some guidance. And, you know, I could hear in your first answer, we also talked about the stress that you're facing as a parent. And I think that's a really important part about that relationship, too. You know, we might be treating the child, but essentially you're you're treating mom and dad as well because they don't come, as they say, with instructions. You have to figure this stuff out. Exactly. As I was saying that answer, I was like, well, maybe I would sort of treat her like my therapist, but it helped and it worked. And yeah, you have to treat the whole family, really, the whole family structure. You know, it's interesting. We're in medicine, of course, making the big transition to electronic medical records, which for most of the world, everybody's doing things electronically, but it came later to medicine. But one of the barriers I see a great deal is spending time typing on a computer and not necessarily looking in the patient's eyes. And one of the things that I I don't want to lose in my own skill set is looking at mom, looking at dad when the kids are there, because you can pick up so much 
from a mother or father's face when, when they're in there with a the child, including stress or fatigue or all sorts of things. And sometimes that question, opening that door, can, can lead to so many more things. And it's, it's definitely good that you had that relationship with your doctor to be able to talk about those things. Because I just feel like as pediatricians have so much to offer us, sometimes we forget. We're like, oh, we have to go get the shot. We have to go get this. We have to get this checked off for school. We don't really think about the whole child, but pediatricians, I think using that as a resource for things that are going on can stop problems down the road much, much earlier. You're listening to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough. My guest is Christine Bronstein. She's the author of the Stewie Boom series of children's books. What we're really focusing on this particular interview, though, is holiday transitions and a lot of the things that kids have to go through. Let's talk about that. First of all, why the topic? Did you think this was something that perhaps in the past with the kids has been tough? Yeah, we have a split family home, so holidays and traditions and planning and scheduling and can be extraordinarily stressful time. So we had to learn a lot of mechanisms to to cope with that and, and make it fun for, for everybody. Fun for us, fun for my stepson who has to go back and forth. And so redoing that, you really have to start early to make that schedule and that plan, be able to keep routines and to let the kids know what's going to be happening so that they're involved in that planning process is really helpful and really important, something we face. Yeah, and you bring up an interesting thing, the split family home concept. So many families are dealing with that. And what tips do you have for that specific situation? And maybe we as physicians can be aware of some of those unique stresses we might not be thinking of that our patients are facing. Yeah, I think there's little things like making sure the kids have whatever they want to go back and forth. We sort of tried to keep the packing to stress-free and we've sort of redid our life to make it easier for our, my stepson who had to actually do the back and forth. So, I mean, he had the hardest time. We always did Christmas on the 23rd. So my two other children think literally think Santa comes on the 23rd. And we just always did that because, because my stepson left and went to his mother's house. That was a really important holiday for them. So we just figured out how to make it work for all of us. And at first it was kind of sort of stressful. You know, what are they going to think? And are the kids going to press them in front of today? But really just have to figure out what works for your family and everything else falls into place. Makes me think uh, of the Rodney Dangerfield routine where he used to say that he thought Christmas was the 26th because his yeah, parents exactly. were always getting they're always getting toys later on. Going to your website, which by the way is stewieboom.com, you can see where you write about all sorts of books, including starting school, those sorts of things. But with the holidays, is it through the eyes of a child the way you write it? How do you do it? Yeah, so in the front of the book, is always a picture book for kids, and then the back of the book has tips from parents, from specialists. For example, Dr. Bill Sears was in our second book, which is Stewie Boom Boss of the Big Boy Bed, which is about sleep and bed transitioning. And so he gives the tips in the back of the book. So it's like a one-stop. It's like a stress-free way to pay for parents to look at different types of transitions. The holiday is just another transition and that all of us have to go through. <laughs> and I think if you Google stress holidays, you get like 7 million things come up on Google. So it's like a ubiquitous topic. When my kids were that age, just constantly reading stories to my kids, going to bed, that sort of thing. And 
as a parent, you probably would be searching for something else to read as you move to the end of the book. So I'm sure probably what Dr. <laughs> Sears writes in those things, they get a lot of reading because, you know, you kind of have the book and after you've done it about 15 times, you're, you're looking for other sources of entertainment with it. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and for me as a working parent, if I was dealing with one specific issue, I thought, oh my God, wouldn't it be nice just to have a picture book and some really easy tips at all in one place? Because I mean, you know, as a doctor, stress is one of the worst things for our bodies. And I can't even imagine for kids, right? There's a number of new studies. One just came out about high blood pressure in kids, which talked about not controlling it. It does even more damage in young children and, in fact, can have an impact on their overall mental health down the road. That was one study. But the other talked about stress. And you are correct. I mean, not having, let's say, the time to play or an environment which can be helpful and wholesome and deal with some of the issues you're talking about, that it can actually have long-term impact uh, as they as they grow and develop in, in all sorts of ways, particularly with kids. So much of it is psychological and it's important to be able to address those issues. So how do you turn what could be potentially a bad holiday into a good one? What are some of the tips either in the book or that you suggest? anything starts to go sideways, all you can control is your reaction to it. So I'm always, in almost all of the tips are sort of like, make sure you model good behavior for your child. You have to be able to express whatever stress and anger and sadness separate. But, you know, modeling a calm demeanor can almost always shift a situation. And in times that it can't, a sense of humor is like the best thing that you can hold on to. Because sometimes the worst Holiday experiences are the things that make for the best stories in a couple of years <laughs> down the line. Now, how did you get involved with writing the books? What was it? Obviously, your pediatrician talked with you about that, but it's a big step from that to actually creating a book, having artists, drawings, topics, those things. How did you get into that? Were yeah. you very interested in writing prior to that? Well, I grew up in the book business. My dad was the founder of Porter's Books, so I spent more time in my book warehouses than I did on playground. <laughs> that was like my play structures. So I loved books. I have like an extraordinary love for books, but I never thought I would be a writer until my pediatrician actually mentioned that bibliotherapy is huge. And if you can't find something for this specific topic, just write out some little stories so that you can read it to your son or tell him a story. And then that opens the lines of communication. So once I started writing them, I started researching, and I already had a publishing company that we were publishing women's nonfiction. So it actually just sort of fell out really quite nicely. My neighbor and her daughter and my middle son are really good friends. Um, she happens to be a fine artist and art therapist. And so she does the artwork. I write the stories, and I interview the specialists. And it's worked out so well. We can, like, have meetings after school drop-off, and very nice, very fun. A lot of love goes into all our books. You're listening to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. My guest is Christine Brownstein, and she is the author of the Stewie Boom Children's Book Series, talking a little bit about you know, the thoughts that go into writing. It, it's, it's also very interesting, I always think, that when people take personal experience and they, they bring them into whether it's a movie or a book or just you know a, a lecture, that as you're living something, you really can see closely some of the situations that occur and you're able to understand them. And I think people relate to that because you have similar experiences. Yeah, and my kids are wonderful, amazing, not perfect children. And um, they've gotten in quite a lot of trouble, but they are who they are and that 
has definitely made me want to write books where you could see these families that were very loving and supportive of each other, but don't always do the right thing all the time. But they learn from their mistakes. And so that's how the Boone family functions. And that was that was really, that's some of sort of our core value as a family is that, of course, we're going to make mistakes and like, let's just try to learn from them and move forward. And we do the best we can with the tools that we have at the time. So we you know, try to have a lot of compassion. Maybe that's how we can wrap it up. I want to ask you one last question because I know my wife always said, in fact, I remember once somebody got very upset with her once because we were at a party and she said, well, you know, it's the B students who rule the world. And she was just meaning that like, you know, you want to be social. We never really put pressure on the kids. We just kind of, this person was obviously very into children achieving, you know, whether it was academic totally. goals, sports goals. And, Tiger mom, yeah. yeah. What do we do about that? Because what I've learned is, just let them be kids, let them grow into themselves, and that's the best way to reduce the stress. But what about people who believe, win the scholarship, be on the sports team, those types of things? Do you deal with that in your books, or how do you approach that? That's definitely not my mentality. My kids don't excel at any one thing either. We don't have that internal pressure of like they feel like they must be a gymnast or something like that or a pianist. So we do a lot of play, and we incorporate a lot, and we, we, we really limited our sports depending on the scheduling to make sure that they had time for everything. I have a lot of respect for people, however they parent that works within their family dynamic. But yeah, I would just look out for the stress signals. You know, if kids are acting out or withdrawing, then maybe they're under too much pressure and maybe something should be addressed. If it is a driven family, you don't want them sick. You don't want their bodies sick dealing with stress, maybe teaching them still ways to be mindful and some self-soothing, calming techniques would be beneficial, even if that is your parenting style. Christine, thanks again for taking the time to join us. Thank you. This is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit reachmd.com slash primary care today. You can download the podcast. You can learn more about the series. Thank you for listening and being a part of the knowledge.